Welcome to the So What You Think podcast. This is episode seven. Let's get it. What's going on, guys? Uh, this is your host, Tom Heil, here with my co-host, Legend. Yeah, what's good with you? Uh, we have a special guest in this new year for you guys, so Legend, why don't you, uh, why don't you introduce him? Yeah, 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 so coming to the stage of Mike's. It's my man, <laughs> my man 100 grand, my man one shot, can't miss kid, my man Josh Bellion in the building, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, Josh Bellion, you know what I mean, drummer extraordinaire, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying, Phil Collins with attitude, you know what I'm saying, like, you understand, you know what I mean. Pass me the ball, I won't miss. I won't JJ miss, J.J. Reddick, Swiss, you know what I mean, Swiss Cashums, you know what I mean, Swiss Cashums. <laughs> Yeah, me. That's a new one, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Hi, guys. I'm glad to be here, man. This is gonna be fun. Indeed, that's gonna be fun. So, uh, I just, I just want to uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for uh, just, you know, it's episode six. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for you know talking six to your seven? friends. Seven? Uh, well, it's episode seven, but yeah. there was six. Ep- I oh, meant yeah. to say <laughs> that there's six episodes. Beat marker take. <laughs> so, I meant to say there's six episodes, so but we're in episode seven, but we had six episodes, and um, you know we're just blessed, man, I'm blessed that you guys are listening, blessed that you guys are telling your friends about it. You know, I get random texts from people; they're just tuning in. Um, but you know, if you could just show some love, um, you know, go on the Instagram, follow the Instagram, so what you think podcast, um, you know, and 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 interact with us. We want this to be a real conversation. And we want you guys to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, 2020, we're going to start off big. We're going to start off right. So let's talk a little bit about faith. So um, I had this I had this moment this morning. I was going into work. Mm-hmm. I work part-time uh, down, down in the Aramark building. Right. And so you guys know in Center City, when it's foggy, can't it's, you can't see nothing you in Center City. Nothing. But, uh, you know, Aramark building's pretty tall, so I, uh, when I looked up, I couldn't see the top of the building. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because you're short. It wasn't because I'm short, and it wasn't because I'm blind. <laughs> Neither of those things are the reason why. Um, but I had this thought, you know, because I feel like this year God has given me the word to just attack whatever's in front of me. Like, whatever my gifting is, just use it, whether it's a huge opportunity right. to speak or, like, it's just a track to put out, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, both as a, a Christian communicator and as an artist, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, in that, when I was looking at this building, I knew I, I couldn't see the top of the building, but I knew it was there, right? Yeah, obviously, I know this building has a top, right? Yeah. Or it doesn't. <laughs> so the top floor is there. I know the roof is there. I know all these things. But I, I, I guess I had to ask myself, you know, this year, am, do I have the courage? Do I have the faith? To know that the same way that I know there's a, a top and a roof to this building, that these things that that God is doing in my life also are 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 going past what I can see, yeah. right? So yeah. we can only we can only we can only plan up to what we can see, right. but we have to trust that God has not only a plan for the rest, but is already operating in the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, um, and so you know, I mean, Legend, if you want to go in and, and Josh, just hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, so I guess the the first thought that came to my head was, you know, it being the faith topic, 
Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or faith is the substance of things hoped for and the reality of things not seen, depending on what, you know, version you read of the Bible. But I think also at the same time, or what, what transcript you read before mm-hmm. you understand. Yeah, 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 translation. But yeah, but it's more so like, I feel like, you know, faith is not necessarily knowing the next step, but it's knowing that God knows the next step to take you out of the dark. Yes. And it's one of those things where it's like, if faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, which my, my faith is a, um, almost a, 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 a guide, hmm. uh, to, to where I'm going, even though I, it's not necessarily in front of me yet. Yeah. And then, and you, even when you go down to 11, six, it says without faith is an, it is impossible to please God. Uh, those who believe in God must, be, must uh, those who believe in God must believe that He is God, and He rewards those who seek Him diligently. Mm. And I think that seeking diligent part mm. is something where it's like ah, God bless me, but it's like, are you seeking Him diligently yeah. though, bro? Right. And uh, so I think that's that. You know, one faith is those those steps out of the dark, and two. Um, you know, believing in God and believing that He is God, because a lot of people believe in God but they don't believe that He is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a it's a different thing. So, uh, pass it the one shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think for me, uh, faith has been not a difficult thing for me, but uh, I like things planned out. I like things. Mm-hmm. I like to know where I'm going. Yeah. I like to know what's ahead of me. But then I realized as I grew up, like. Um, the more I know things, the more I'm in over myself. Right. Mm. And that's the part where I think I struggle the most. It's like, um, like I want to know the way, but then once I know it, it's like, do I even need to try? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if God's going to bless me with this big thing and if I already know it, then I'm going to be like, okay, cool. I know where I'm going. (laughs) I know what's the finish. So why do I need to work even more hard? Let me do the bare minimum. So I think that. That that what I had I had to change that like real quick because mm-hmm. I realized like I mean yeah God has a plan for me but it's time for you to execute yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. one that's executing it yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. it's like so I think that's I think for me like that's definitely a challenge like uh, I like like the way you so, you say it like we just plan out what we can see so right. I think I think that's even even greater like if we know we already have a plan yeah. it's just now we're waiting what God has in store for us you yeah know? yeah. And I feel even like you know, piggybacking on what what uh, what both of y'all said, I think like not necessarily my resolution, yeah. but what I what I felt like God kind of I guess confirming for this year is execution. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like so I I have a plan out for you. Like you know, and you you trust me, you follow me. Yeah. Just execute. Like that's that's True. that's your job is to execute. Yeah. Trust me. And then, like, everything else will fall. Like, you know, it'll fall into place. But it's just, like, having that faith to realize, okay, God, like, you're guiding my steps. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that then unlocks the execution. You yeah, know it's mean? funny you said that because that's actually what this year is all about for me, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, no matter if God comes through or not, like, mm-hmm. just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep just keep going. Yeah, like, yeah, it'll yeah. be there, but yeah. just keep going. Well, know? it's the even if he doesn't faith, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, like, you know, just going over a story, like, you had these Hebrew boys who, you know, like, already been taken out of their environment, yeah. right? So, 
like, like that that actually proves the point right there. First off, when we're like when we're operating what God has for us, we're not gonna be comfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And so, you know, it Shadrach, Meshach, that Bendigo, that you know, the idea is that basically they got set up, right? Because, you know, they knew, like, yo, we can't we can't do anything to break these guys' faith, right? Yeah. So we like so we gotta make them worship the statue mm-hmm. because they're not gonna do that. Right. Yeah. So they tried to use their integrity against them. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because what happened is, you know, they basically turned the fires too hot to the point where even when they do get thrown into this to the oven, the dudes that the, yeah, furnace, they get they get they the guys get toasted that throw them in. Yeah. And you know, I think Yeah, haters will get toasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but before they get thrown in, what what always stuck with me isn't the fact that they said no. Like the fact that they said uh, our God can do it. Our God can save us from this. Yeah. But even if he doesn't, yeah, even yeah. if he doesn't we won't worship you. Indeed. You know what I mean? We're still gonna trust our God. Right. And I think that even if he doesn't, faith is vital for anyone going to twenty twenty. Yeah. I think you know, I think we live in an era you know, to put it mildly, where truth is becoming more trivial in like in the media, in um, even in church, yeah. if we're gonna be real. Yeah. And you know, like when we look at Jesus as the way, um, we can't do that if we don't trust Him. Right. You know, and so like what one of the things I was thinking about was was Joshua, mm-hmm. right? Like Joshua, <laughs> he he was a general serving under Moses for so many years. And then his first call to action is, well, Moses is dead. Mm-hmm. And here's what stands out to me. This is a guy who was probably not only a mentor to him, not only taught him all the stuff he knows, but it had to be a friend, right? It had to be someone he's yeah, close yeah, to. Yeah. And God's first words are, yeah, Moses is dead, so you're in charge. Right. And I feel like there's going to be some of us that have those type of assignments, man, yeah. where it's going to be like, it's going to feel abrupt. It's going to feel heavy. It's mm-hmm. going to feel abrasive, you know, and it's not going to feel comfortable. And I think it's up to us, you know, so when we plan to, to where we can see and we trust God with the rest, it, it, it kind of brings true something I heard in a sermon for, mm-hmm. um, it, pastor Rob from, from, uh, Bethel mm-hmm. shout out to, to P Rob. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, P-Rob. but, <laughs> but pastor Rob, he said, he actually asked the question in the new year, like, Hey, what is your like what is your um what is your goal? What is your what is your prayer? Yeah. And then he asked, Can you do it yourself? And when 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 we like but while we're thinking this in in our heads, you know, all sitting in the congregation, he goes, Because if you can, then it's not big enough for God. It's mm-hmm. too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that like that to me was huge. You know what I mean? But what are some of your thoughts, bro? Like what, as far as like for you like almost trusting what's beyond the fog, what does that look like for you? For me, it's it's just moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just do what do what you gotta do, and I know that seems too cliche, but like, no, it's real. just you just gotta do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That yes mentality of mm-hmm. like, all right, God, you want me to do this? I'll do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You want me to do this? Like even as, as small as like, for example, even sweeping the church. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like if that's if that's where it's leading you, right. like, yeah. I think those small things will lead to those big things. Yeah, absolutely. I always believe, like, um, you know, everything will come into places as long as you s- could say yes to those small things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it's hard, like, like definitely, like, things process, you yeah. know, things, yeah. it's not going, yeah. it's not, you know, trust the process, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we didn't got chips. Yeah, man, we do. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, right, right. but yeah, I guess that's the hard part as being a Christian because we think that God is just some kind of genie in a bottle where you can yeah. do it overnight. But BK, have it your way. Yeah, yeah God. Like Christina Aguilera, God. That's just what, what, as a human being, we struggle mm. because we live in a time where everything has to be instant. Yeah, everything yeah. Instant. yeah, everything instant, mm-hmm. everything. So, like, I guess that's just the, the thing we have to face as a Christian, just yeah. like saying yes to God, even though we don't even know where we go. Yeah. You know, see, it's interesting because you just said that, and we were talking about Joshua. Yeah. And if you look at the difference between Moses and Joshua, when they answered their call, there was a huge difference. difference. Yeah, like, huge difference. Huge difference. And 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 Kenny, you say this all the time. Mm. Like we can't have a Moses mentality in a Joshua generation. Yeah. That's you right. know, and so like this like idea that. of like we can't <laughs> we can't have you know we can't like talk about like. Uh, obedience mm-hmm. in the same breath that we talk about excuses. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're two separate things. And I believe we all struggle with this. We all have, you know, our things that we're going to deal with. Um, but I think, unlike fear, which fear can push faith, yeah. excuses extinguish faith. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's just, to me, I feel personally, like, in, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, and it's, I say it like I'm I'm just gonna say it because it's biblical. Prophetically, I, I say that there are people listening now that are dealing with this fog, but in a real way. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something they're struggling, and 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 the root of that is control. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about like like because to me, control is a is a is a control is a root, and then the root of the control is fear. Yeah, I feel as, I feel as though like when you when you try to control something like. Like I, okay, I'll give I'll give a short, uh, I guess like a little debriefing. So I remember this one time we were in high, I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. I was in high school. We had this basketball tournament. I knew I just knew without a shadow of a doubt we were gonna play this, play these uh these bulls, right? Mm-hmm. Who just thought they was, they just thought they was the bulls, right? So I knew. So in like, my head, like real bulls, yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael Jordan and all. <laughs> no, they just they just thought they were top the top guys, but they 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 walked walked around with this yeah, arrogance yeah, yeah. and this confidence. Yeah. yeah. So about to give them this work. Right. So if I, so my whole mindset was like, yo, I know we're gonna play them. Just go after them. Like just go just just, just demolish them. Mm-hmm. Right. Games front of school. I go out in like this three on three, four on four tournament, whatever. I have probably one, like one of the worst games ever, like ever, like airball layups, like it's bad, bro. And I'm just like, yo, what is going on? Like a strong man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I realized, like after like, uh, my friend was just over uh, last week, and she was like, yeah, man, after that game, nobody could talk to you because you were just like so like whatever. And I realized I was so focused on beating them, and I wanted to control the narrative mm. where. I lost like the love of the game in which I played for. So then, you know, fast forward, like we had this other tournament, the whole school there. And I was like, man, I'm just going to go out and play. I'm just going to go out and do it. End up having one of the best games, like best, like I was hitting everything, fadeaways, fallaways, like, Mm -hmm. and it got, so when, when I realized that it wasn't, when it wasn't me trying to make force this agenda or just letting the game happen freely. Yeah. All right. Like, and, and me, just letting the moment happen, not like try to, you know, dictate the action. Yeah. 
it, it was so much freedom and so much abundance that came from that. And I think when you like think about God and and, and faith, when you just allow God to be God Correct. and yeah. you don't try to micromanage Correct. and be like, God, I see what you're doing, but this I, is what this, yeah. I like I like this option over here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's so much better and you see how much uh, you're blessed. You see how much growth is from that, and I, I, you know, that's just like one one of my small examples. Yeah. I got other stories, but it's just like, you well, know, we know. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if y'all didn't know, Kenny is the best storyteller. But all of them have to do with sports, yeah, <laughs> but even, or hip hop. But even like, even like how you know how I feel like God has orchestrated the team. Honestly, like you know, brought the team together. Or music. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, I feel like you know. I remember like shout out to DJ Coldplay. This story is about about him. I remember I was I was I asked God I was like man God I want my own DJ man and not because I wanted to be like bull like you know what I mean but I'm just like because it's a DJ in Philly his name is DJ Aunt G shout out to him if he's listening or whatever but he like DJs almost like everybody shows and I was he was at a show and I was just looking at him, man I'm like yo there's probably a time where dude just wants to like relax and, and <laughs> watch know, a show and watch a show. And so I was like, God, man, I was like, I just want my old DJ for his sake, whatever this is, the third. Long and behold, my cousin, who I've known, like, my whole entire life, like, all of a sudden, was like, DJ Coldplay. I'm like, when you start DJing, whatever this is, the third. And then he DJed one show for us, and then after that, he's about to DJ another show for us. He was like, so, like, you saying, like, the gig is mine? I was like, yeah, if you want it. But it was like, God just orchestrated that whole thing because... One, how you care about other people matters, and two, when like when you have a when you don't have like your own agenda, like with false motives, God will just bring people together, right. and y'all you know I mean, and it'll be a common mission. So that's that's my other story. I probably talked too much, but it's no, no, you cool. You cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I just well, like it's interesting because I, I I I like I said, faith fear is a root, right? Mm-hmm. Because fear like the the root of of I guess of when you look at a Moses and Joshua situation, like Moses, like, well, God, why can't I, I stutter. And I, you know, yeah. like he had a million excuses, yeah. you know? So like, again, we talk about excuses, extinguishing, you know, um, faith. Yeah. But I also think like the root of our fear can, can like, can push us towards, yeah. um, so, towards something. So Josh, like, yeah. you have any insight about that, bro? Uh, I think what piggybacking off, um, what Kenny said, just having an open mind. I think that's uh, what I'm learning right now because, mm. like, again, like, there's opportunity. Like, I would never, <laughs> honestly, like, I, like, I've always talked about this uh, with my girlfriend. Um, like, you know, I like doing music videos. Cause I watch a lot of music videos mm. and, mm. like, I've watched a lot of hip-hop. I watch all that. So I'm like, Yo, the right dude, guy. Dude behind, <laughs> I'm, I'm not interested in the artist, but I'm interested in, in the, the dude art. behind. Yeah, right, right, right. The right. dude behind the camera. I'm mm. like, I'm pick, I'm like picking his brains out, and I'm like, man, one day I, I just want to do something like that. And mm. like, I tried with other people, but they, I don't fit their vibe. But then like, I saw what what Kenny was doing. I was like, huh, let me give it a try. Right, so yeah, I hit him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I, I, you know, yeah, even that me, story. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, let, me, let me, let me, let me, you know, try it out. And then <laughs> ever since then, and, and I was like, well, I actually kind of like doing this. And, <laughs> and like, it just opens up. So for me, like, uh, what you said about control, I think, yes, I like to control what I want to do, but also at the same time, I'm keeping my agenda open. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever God has in store, yeah, like, man. let's just do it. You know? Yeah, man. 
Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of topics to cover. Um, so I just want to, you know, like say that like a little encouragement to y'all. You know, allow allow fear, like that root of fear that is the fog that holds us back, right? Because what we can't see, we are most afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always yeah, talk about... when I like When I talked to my youth students before, I talked about like if you imagine a hole in the middle of the ground and you can't see, it's like it's literally blackness. Imagine that faith is trusting that jumping in that black hole that Jesus is waiting at the bottom Mm -hmm. not only will he catch you but that place that he catches you will be the safest place you can be but you have to jump into that dark hole Mm -hmm. and that's that's hard it's not easy like I thought about this while I'm illustrating I'm like I don't want to jump into the hole but I feel like you know like you know with the three of us like we've learned different things that have pushed us to that place and you know we can always learn more so I'm excited about 2020 y'all it's gonna be it's gonna be dope um, so le- our, our host, our co-host legend has a, a little topic for us, um, about culture. So let's talk a little bit about culture. Yo, what's good with you? So this is, uh, I don't know why I started off like that, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, so this is, this is what I realized in our, I wanted to talk about in our culture segment, what I felt in our culture segment. I feel like. It's something that has always existed in culture, and you go back to the history of music and just whatever. But it's more rampant now, more I guess more a uh, a trending topic. Accepted. Yeah, accepted. Where uh, drug and music culture is like more prevalent now mm-hmm. than I feel like it's ever been. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, you know, this self medicating uh, attitude. You see a lot of artists. Especially in like the hip hop genre or whatever, or any genre, uh, anywhere, you see a lot of them are just like they're dying at a very, very, very like young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like you know before twenty five, before mm-hmm. thirty, and I feel like this is a very, you know, just like very sad thing. Um, you know, when you look at the scope of the game or the scope of music, you just be like, man, like, yo, like, you know, you died at 22. Like, you didn't really start to live at all. You know what I mean? Too you much. just started. Yeah, 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 so much. And it's like, you know, you know, the the addiction to lean or, you know, like, we, these these ideas are just like trying to self-medicate and, uh, and heal your vulnerabilities, man. And I think that shows like the importance of for why it is what we do, um, as far as like uh, creatives who create from well, from a kingdom perspective. Mm-hmm. It's because you have a lot of people who young young, young bulls who won't ever honestly go to church. They might mm-hmm. not go to church or like like yo, they think of church. They think of T D Jakes and Kirk Franklin, right? Sure. All, all, right off the rip, like that's who yeah. they think of. But it's like yo, like you know, they'll hear. You know, future is they pastor, you know, essentially, you know what I mean? Because whatever he said, I'm mean, like Juice World, I think he was uh I think Juice World was like twenty one, I think. Twenty two. And he was like, Yeah, the first time I uh I heard about lean, I was listening to future. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, and it, it, it made me curious to try it and understanding that that power of influence. I just read um an article just today about this uh this this young rapper her name was uh, Alexa. I forgot her last name. But she was 21. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's this thing 
where like these 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 young artists are and people are like self medicating, um, you know, and, and trying to heal their pain and heal whatever, and, and it's a vulnerability that can only be healed with Jesus. But I think at the same time there there's there has to be artists who are out there who see the world through the lens of a Christian perspective to help give insight and help people understand like, yo, there is another way to go. You don't have to do this. Like, you know, introduce, introducing Jesus to culture, but not trying to force that agenda. Like we just talked about in the last segment where it's like, allow God to speak through you, but don't be afraid where you don't allow him because you're trying to fit in with culture. Mm -hmm. Because it's just really... I feel like it's happening at a rampant rate, 21, 22, 18. And it's like, man, like you didn't, like you didn't live yet. You know what I mean? Like you really just started like on your own, like kind of trying to find who, you, who you're trying to be. So I feel like that was something big to talk about. Because mu- I feel like in music culture, even beyond hip hop, it's just always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cocaine and stuff like that, where it's just like, man, yeah, like... Back, back the Beatles, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. It's uh, been around. LSD, you know, uh, you know it's always been... Yeah. That kind of like that drug culture, and it's like that self medicating, and like I like again I said like those vulnerability, those wounds are only healed through Jesus. But I feel like there's so many people who just don't know that, and even like, to, like I work at a school, and had, I, you know, hear kids, oh yeah, we are gonna get lit tonight, we gonna you know roll up, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, we are gonna roll up a spliff. I'm like, yo, like you don't have to do that, you know what I mean? Like because I feel like. You know, even as a young boy, you're still trying to find your way, and then you're trying to fit in with the crowd. And it's like, you know, like it might sound cliche, like trying to fit in with the crowd, but I think people don't understand. Like that's why Paul said, "If I live for the approval of man, I wouldn't be a servant of God." Because so many people want to fit in with the crowd, even as adults. You know, you want you don't want to be the outsider. But it's like I always tell people, like, yo, if you had to separate from people that get closer to God do it because at the end of the day God will place people who mean more to you and value than they do in status mm. and the whole thing is like you know especially like our climate our social climate right now where social media is rampant where everything is if I'm popping if I'm trending or not and it's like you know and I don't want to be an outsider it's so all I, about the numbers yeah it's all about numbers man and it's, it's the crazy the ironic thing is like social media has made us talk less. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> which is, you know, you really think about it. So, and even with that, it's like, yo, I look good for social media, but I can't talk to anybody because I don't really have anybody in my circle. Mm. So, I felt like it was something like, that was kind of brewing mm. and I felt like God just dropped that in, in my spirit and just like surveying like, you know, the area and just, you know, just looking at music culture. Yeah. No, that's, that's and, good, you know, just like being, because you need people to be that voice, man. You need people yeah. to be those artists who are able to be transcendent and just able to go beyond the cliche, oh, Matthew 28, 23, whatever, it's like, no, like, I'm going to give you faith, but through a, a practical sense, and then it may ask the question. So, you know, any, any one of y'all can Thank do. you, Pastor Legend. No. You ready? You ready? Josh, what do you think, man, with, with, with your opinion um, and your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I grew up with a lot of friends that do self-medicate, and mm-hmm. um, I've always been around that crowd. Same. I've always been, um, but me personally, I don't really like get too involved in it because, again, I know my roots. 
I know that um, that it doesn't do anything for me, but um, I guess it's hard because I asked one of my friends like, "Why do you guys do all this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and they said, "You know, mostly they said like, oh, it's just for fun.'" But like, yeah. one of them actually got really like, "Oh, it just fill in the gap, bro." Like, mm. honestly, like yeah. something's missing. Yeah, and like, I've been trying to, I guess. Um, talk to him or uh, about about like Jesus and all that stuff, yeah. but like also social media, also social media and the media like ruin the Christian the Christian um I guess stereotypes. Yeah, like you know what they heard about Christian is through the media yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. that what kind of hurt because people out here like us right here, yeah, like yeah. we're not pushing like Jesus right down their throat. Like yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. trying to have a simple conversation yeah, with yeah. you, but we know our roots is in Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, like, right there is already a conversation stopper because they're like, you know what? I know about Jesus already. And, yeah, and yeah. I'll be like, oh, through what? Like, yeah, we, they yeah. haven't even talked about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I seen it in media. I don't want it. Like, like yeah, that, yeah. that simple stuff. So, like, yeah, social media. Actually, whisper down the lane, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah exactly. It's like what they see and, and never actually explain. So it's kind of hard. Mm. But at the same time, it's like I'm doing all I can just to, like, actually show them what who God really is. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's, yeah. it's more than rules. It's more than boundaries. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the hard thing about culture because culture will always keep pushing. It's yeah. just, it's really up to us to push Jesus into yeah, that culture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, that's the hard thing to do. It's, mm. but I guess we, we just gotta try. You know, yeah, we can't, yeah. like you said, RIP juice world. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, still yeah, like 22, yeah, yeah. bro, yeah, 22. I'm 22. Like, right. and I still want, things in life right, you know, right, like, yeah. like I totally get it he's successful he got all that money and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. but like what more can you do with money you yeah, know right. what I'm yeah man so it's interesting that we're talking about mo- majority hip hop here right yeah because hip hop started out as a voice to talk about Oppression. the destruction mm-hmm. of drugs and yeah. you know because you know I mean we could sit here and like you know I know some people won't agree but we could sit here and talk about the war on drugs and the way that, that they use drugs to prosecute a whole yeah. culture. Yeah. But that's a whole topic on its own. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it in one day. But <laughs> that'll be fun. One, uh, but, <laughs> but the thing is, you have people like MC Light, Run DMC, who were talking about a narrative of like, yo, this is what's destroying my hood, where I came from. Destroying, like... The, some of the people I know are are dying because of this. And even if you go to someone as recent as Pac, who, mm-hmm. even though he fed into it a little bit and, 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 and also hurt the culture with some of his words, yeah. he also came from a place of like, yo, this is this was my life. This is what I knew. Yeah. You know, Easy E was a drug dealer. Yeah. Like, he was, he was yeah. slinging. You know what yeah. I mean? Um... And so even like I and I, I can only speak for I'm 31 right Josh yeah. was here in 22 I'm 31 yeah. you know in early 2000s like rap started to become about the drug dealers yeah. right like because of Pac and because of even before that yeah I, was say, yeah I mean because of Pac and all them though like you it became more acceptable to talk about being a drug dealer Drake. yeah yep. them guys all made it okay well you know, we could talk about being drug dealers now yeah. right. And now I think it's it's becoming more acceptable to talk about drug, doing the drugs, yeah, drug um, and, and 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 almost 
like not just doing them, but making it like this, this highlight, this spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I have something that I was telling my wife about, and I feel like it's powerful, and it had to be from God, right? Is, mm-hmm. is like, when we open a door a little bit, it eventually will swing open, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you guys remember the old school show Sabrina Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. yeah. Now the show, oh yeah, is like satanic yeah. rituals. Yeah. Yo. A satanic cult yeah. is yeah, yeah, literally yeah. suing yeah, yeah. them because of the satanic like content in it, mm-hmm. right? They don't, we, they don't want, they even, they don't want it all in there, yeah. right? So here's my thing: it all started with an open door, yeah. a show about a teenage witch, you know. And I'm not, look, I'm not going to cast judgment on anyone that's involved in those things, whatever. It like this is a narrative coming from us people who are Christians. This is my narrative. This is what I believe. This is what I know to be the truth. Right. right, is witchcraft is against God. Right, is 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 biblically against God. It's against it's it's the devil's work. Right. And look, I've watched shows. I watch shows where there's witches in it. But even but like, even those, if I feel something wrong, I start inching away from those shows because I'm like, okay, I don't feel right about this. Right, I'm, I'm imbibing something yeah. I'm not supposed to, and so. I'm not going to pick and choose, right? Because like I watched Harry Potter, and years ago, that was like Satan's work, right? But like my problem lay in this. What doors are we allowing to be acceptable, right? Because like, for me, when I watched it, I knew that, okay, this is a fictitious thing, and it's not cool, and it's not something I should celebrate and or like consider a part of my culture, mm-hmm. right? Because of the people I had around me, right? I had the right people around me telling the right things, in some, in like, at least at that age, right? Whereas, you know, now we, we take this, this idea that happened to Sabrina to drugs, you know, you had people like a T.I. who start, who was one of the founders of kind of trap, you know? Yeah, he called himself the founder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's the founder, but he's, he's close to it, right? He's close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have T.I. who, you know, even you see the evolution as music kind of coming away from some of that. Mm. But you can still see in his albums I'm talking about it. Yeah. And why? Because it's relevant. It's what people want. He's conforming. Even if he's evolving as a person, he's conforming yeah. to to what the, 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 the culture is expecting of him. Yeah. And I think as Christians, this is like, yo, we can't conform to what's expected of us. So yeah. when you talk about these students who are like, yo... Like I just I'm gonna go home and roll a blunt. I've been there. Yeah. I I didn't grow up in the church, y'all. Like I didn't grow up with like, you know, Christian home where I was playing it. I grew up like when I was a young twenties teenager. I was like, yeah, y'all, let's go, let's go smoke the blunt, you know. Yeah. And so for me, I understand the mindset. I understand yeah. that, yo, like anything without God is permissible, right? So like without God, uh, I forget who quoted that, but Paul it, said, he said anything. Uh, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. No, no, the the quote without God, all is permissible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um I know what you're talking about. God yeah, is yeah, dead quoted. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, anyway, movie, that's yeah. where I know from. I'm not a, I'm not that much of a scholar, y'all. I mean, I just I God is not dead. God, God's not, not dead. dead. Yeah. yeah, but he's yo. He says without God, all is permissible. Yeah. Basically saying yo, without God, anything goes. Yeah. Mm. You know, everything, and this might get vulgar for a second. Anything from drugs to orgies. Yeah. Do it all because who cares? There's no consequence, yeah. right? There's no there's no actual weight to what we're doing, mm-hmm. and so 
you know, I think it's 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 a it's a it's basically the fallen the the fall of sin mindset, right? Like accept that that sin is just whatever. Yeah. And so you know, I I I'm sorry, I got real biblical real quick. No, no. It, but, but yeah, so like that's I that's mean, where I think it all roots from. You know, like, even acceptance of sin. It's crazy though because like. Even if you, when you truly like listen to these artists, like artists like a Juice World or an artist like you know XX Tentacion, whatever, you you listen to these guys. Even someone as gifted as Kendrick, bro. Yeah, but you but you can if you truly like listen to them, you can hear that vulnerability. You can mm-hmm. hear that like longing for like I need help. Like this is mm-hmm. why I do this. That's good. Yeah. Like I need help, and even like you know you go back to the. You know, early seventies and you know, like uh, where like you know, cats like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. You know, they're getting high, whatever. They believed that it was to take them to a, a spiritual level, another level to cross over. And it's like, you know, dabbling in in in, in that spiritual warfare in that in that context is a lofty, heavy battle. Yeah. And to do that, even with God, you have to realize that God is God. But doing that without Him. Like trying to, you know, you're battling depression, you're you're battling anxiety, you're battling, you know, just, you know, self harm, all these things, and it's like you need people who are, uh, are able to understand culture, yeah, um, and you don't condone, but you accept that person for who they are, um, and so you're able to reach into their life, and not necessarily just go like, oh hey, like. You know, you you doing this, you're gonna die, go to hell. But it's more so like, yo, man, like, why does it? Why is it that you do this? You know, it's like, you know, and then you hear why they do that, and then you're able to pick apart logically, like how to whatever. Like I grew up in North Philly, so basically everything wrong to do. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, you can like, find here. You can find here. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like an open market where it's just like, you know, it's just like, hey, you want to smoke? Nah. But the reason why. I didn't entertain a lot of things is because of the simple fact that, you know, thank God for, you know, being God in my life, but understanding who he was at a very young age. But also you're able to see like where these low where these roads lead. You know what I mean? If I sell drugs, there's only two places I'm probably gonna end up, either dead or in jail. That's right. That's not what I want. If I if I just drink until my liver like collapses, <laughs> like yo, like I'm gonna end up dead. Like, you know, yeah. so you know, I, so I can't be the best family man I can be. I can't yeah. be the best, you know, husband I can be. I can't be the best brother if I'm not here, Correct. you know. And the whole thing is, like, it's the sad narrative is that you're living life to the fullest, but you're actually taking your life right. away. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you need people to or who are able to understand culture and understand the what's going on in culture to speak into culture. Yeah. And, and to help maturate these these young artists or young people yeah. who are just dealing with these with these things, so even when you look at the definition of culture, right, it says uh, basically everything that has to do with nation, including and mostly art, mm. like is it actually in the dictionary, mm. right? Yeah. Art has always been a voice into what is happening in culture. You yeah. go back to like yeah. the Mayan times of masks mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like the the art has always been. Like, hey, how can we find out what's going on in culture? Well, look at the artwork. Yeah, correct. You know, the Romans, uh, you know, whatever nation you would have picked, yeah. you know, the American, uh, Native Americans. Yeah. So I feel personally, right, like as, as you know, 
me speaking to an artist now, legend, right? Mm-hmm. Is your your album coming out? That'd be a good segue. Watch um, <laughs> your album coming out, and you know things things that you have to say that I think personally, not only is your best friend, but as a brother and as someone who is a fan of yours, mm-hmm. that you're going to be talking about. Yeah. So not just like, oh, here's a scripture, like you know, because some Christian art gets muddled like that, yeah. but like social justice, um, you know depression all these things will be covered in this album so um but in that note because we've been so long let's talk a little bit about life like i said it's gonna be a good segue because (laughs) legend legend uh announced our last podcast that the uh, this is the album was supposed to come out the second it is on the recording date. It is now the third. <laughs> and uh, you know the funny thing about being an artist and being uh, a distributor of content, and anyone that is knows this, is that mm-hmm. sometimes snags happen uh, in the process. Yeah. And so, why don't you give us a quick rundown of? Uh, you don't have to give too many details, but like of 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 what happened. Basically, to make a long story short, I'm just waiting for. Because of the holiday break, people that that's supposed to be there and where y'all where people stream music ain't there, they on break. So once everything is clear, basically, like we'll be all systems go. I'll make that announcement. It might it's probably gonna be as soon as this week. It could literally happen while we're talking now, right? Until like whenever, whenever. Uh, now here's the thing: it ain't me. The album's done. So the whole thing that the, the album's done, everything's done. So as soon as that. You know, like I said, as soon as we go through, like we we, we got the green light, so it is what it is. Well, so. I I bring this up right because it's a topic me and you talked about in in a couple of seasons ago. For me, when I was just kind of dating Alicia, my wife now, figuring about what's going on, like deciding if that was my forever situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this something that God is pulling us to do to get married? Is it mm-hmm. this, you know? And I, I made a series on my YouTube called While You Wait. Yeah. Uh, I never finished it. Okay. <laughs> so I was a bad example of what you do while you wait. People are still waiting. <laughs> People are still explaining. So, but more to come about that. Wait, by next episode, I will have information about that, by the way. Um, but I say that to say... Um, it's going to be called While You Leave. <laughs> Clowning me, straight clowning me. <laughs> so no, but while you wait to me was heavy because I think sometimes we, that's when we mess up, right? Mm-hmm. When we feel like we're in a season where we're waiting for the next season. Yeah. When, I guess what I'm learning now, and I'm going to let you guys speak on what your, like where your perspective is. Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning now is, I feel like... <laughs> Waiting itself isn't a myth, but the season of waiting is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what in that time, I used to say, like, even my one video, and I decided, I even thought about whether I was going to keep the video up. Because mm-hmm. I said a season of waiting in the teaching. And the teaching's still solid, but that concept to me isn't, right? But then I had to learn that, like, okay, well, I have to show my growth, right? Yeah. And the reason why I think a season of waiting is, is, is false, because there's always something that you can do in the season you're in. Mm-hmm. Right, there's always a gift that you can feed, um, a truth that you can follow that God is trying to, to reveal to you, 
there's always something. Yeah. And the minute we say there's not is the minute that we're actually only waiting for what we want mm-hmm. and not. And, and so I know it's, it's interesting because your album, your attitude about it has been so good. <laughs> because you're like, you're laughing about it, you're talking about it. I know it's probably frustrating too, but maybe explain like how you're able to have such a good perspective on it. And then Josh, I'd love to hear like that topic itself, like a season of waiting being like almost a fallacy and what that could look like in the middle, right? Like what yeah. that actually looks like in that, that like that fallacy of like a season yeah. of waiting. Yeah. So, so ahead, I, I mean, like honestly, man, <laughs> like in the wait, like I said, this is the first project I've dropped in, in, in four years. Without singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah without and the, and the thing was like it wasn't like it wasn't like I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna wait four years and not do anything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, like whatever. Like it was more so like honestly, like I'm the type of dude like if I'm not inspired, I'm not gonna write anything. Like I'm not yeah. gonna you know, I feel like so much of that's happening in music where cats can just do whatever or they just like, oh, well, I gotta stay trendy. I gotta stay relevant. Where they just put anything out, right, right, goes right on deck. You know what I mean? I'm not that dude. So, I got the inspiration to write this album. Actually, like, album came out. Rebels Ambition came out uh, August 21st, 2015. Uh, I was doing my uh, my thing with that. You know, got some shows, got some opportunities, um, and God was opening some doors with that. But when I my first inspiration with this album was when I, I went to go see Creed and Creed was the like the very like the one of the very few movies the very first time where I was like, yo, I can go see that again right now. Mm. Like in a long while. Cause mm. it was just like whatever. So I was I was like, man, I gotta go home and write something. I don't know what, what it is, but whatever. Got inspiration for that. And that's kind that kind that kind of was the launching pad. And on top of that, like, you know, just like building a team, building a foundation, and creating platforms, and get expi- inspired by what's going on. Mm. And I feel as though like the re- it's it's on the way, but the day it comes out, everything happens in God's timing. Yeah. Mm. So it'll probably something might happen where somebody needs to hear the album on that particular day, or whatever to the third. So I think that's why I'm at peace about it. I know that at the end of the day, like I set out to. Um, just create real God-driven art from a God-driven perspective. Mm-hmm. And and the whole thing is, like, the day it comes out when, when it's official, official tissue, which might happen, like, whenever this podcast drops or before or after, whatever, it'll be it'll be what God deems fit. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the simple fact of he knows all things, he's, he sees all things, knows, he, he, he's, he's God. Yeah, and the thing is, I think that's why I'm at peace, and I think, for me, I think there's a lot of content on this album. I think for, I I think I think it's a versatile album to the point where like there's a song on here at least for everybody. Mm. Um, that's not me like bragging on me, but I just feel no, like it's real. I just feel like you know there's a song like if you need encouragement, there's a song where you need relatability. Yeah, and I feel like you know God, um. God has really, like, orchestrated this album. It wasn't me. And I think, like, while you wait, like I said, even though it's been four years, it, was, it wasn't like I wasn't doing anything <laughs> in those four years. 
we're 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 putting shows together. We circles were, back. You know, you know we know were I mean? uh, we yeah we were recording. We were building our studio space. We were you know adding new talented artists and talented creatives to the uh you know to the team. Talent media members. Right, yeah, yeah, talent. You know what I mean? One shot over here. Yeah, you know I mean, and the whole thing is like, you know, you were building a platform, but some people in their waiting they don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's like if I'm sitting on the bench, I'm not going to practice. Mm. It's like, bro, like you could, <laughs> like you, and you could be, and, and it's just like that. Okay. So the whole thing is like, at the end of the day, I think that's why I feel like it's like, God, whatever you want this thing, like this, this all you, man, like mm. whatever. And I feel like even this year, I feel like there are opportunities that are gonna come up yeah. that I'm not gonna expect. I'm like, wow. Like whoa, I'm just a kid oh, from North yeah. Philly. It, I felt like that with Rebels Admission, mm-hmm. and like you know, I'm just getting invited out to churches, do whatever. I'm just like, you know, and I think I know I'm talking a lot, but it's like when you actually like look at your view or what you see as successful. Like to me, yeah, would I wanna 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 win a Grammy or something like that? That that that'd be awesome. That'd be epic. Yeah, you know I mean, I think that day's gonna come eventually. Whatever, That's you all right. at the Grammys. Yeah, you know I mean. Killing. Next That'd year. Be fun. Right. <laughs> but the whole thing is... Invictus. <laughs> but but the whole thing is, like, at the end of the day, if somebody can hear a song, like, yo, I needed what you said in that song, that means more to me than, like, a, a trophy. Because mm. that means I'm able to impact and speak to a culture or speak to a person who is in need of something. So, yeah. that's, mm. so, that's, so that's beautiful to me. So I'm passing you, bro. <laughs> I know I talk like... Nah, you're good. <laughs> you think that? Yeah, I, I think uh, the season of waiting is uh, can be really tough, uh, mm-hmm. especially. But then I like what you said. If you're just sitting on the bench and doing nothing, then that's basically season of waiting too. Mm-hmm. But you know, in a, I think for me, I see it in a negative way where like uh, season of waiting is uh, basically the process of it. Like yeah. you have to walk before you run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's that's the most important thing. So I feel like um, for people like during the seasons of waiting, that's where actually where you perfect your craft or like yeah. do what God is going to call you to do. Because at the end of the day, it's like if you can't handle that space, how can you handle the the space before? Yeah. Or I mean the space after yeah, like yeah, yeah, what God's yeah. gonna give to you. Yeah, yeah. So um definitely yeah. I mean I have some seasons of um like waiting like a long especially my dad. So my dad um uh, uh, shout out to him. He's he's actually opening up a business right now, hey. and and like it took him one shot senior <laughs> pop a belly on, <laughs> <laughs> it, and it took him fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So that's like you know that's a season of waiting. Yeah, but yeah, like, man. It's not yeah. like he's sitting on the couch he wasn't and not doing pro- nothing. Yeah. So I think that's what we need to get out of. Like, okay, it's a season of waiting, but we still gotta do what we still gotta do. Right. Right. You know? Right. And, bro, that really circles back to what you said in the beginning of our podcast, right? Like, you said movement. Look at God. Look look at God. You were talking, I asked you what it looked like to be in the time, in the, like, in the fog, like, like, not being able to see it. You said move, right? Mm. And so it's this idea, like, for me, when I'm, when I'm hearing all this, you know, when I was, I remember this moment with my wife. Uh, Whoa. So where we? <laughs> 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 All right, we're cutting oh, the <laughs> Um That's getting deleted. Now it's getting. Um, uh, but no, so like, I remember this moment where we were dating, 
And before we got engaged, there was almost this like, you know, praying about the next step. See, like, and I would call it a season, but again, I feel like the word season is overused. Yeah. Right? Because it wasn't necessarily a season because we were having the right conversations. We were building into what would be. And I remember we had this intentional conversation about basically, you know, we both had to give each other the hard truths of what we expected mm-hmm. and what we wanted, what we, like, not only the expectations of each other, but what God's call in our individual lives were and how that met, yeah. right? And so that was an intentional conversation. These weren't comfortable conversations. No. It wasn't like I sat there and I'm like, well, let's just see. And, I, and I, I correct guys for this all the time. I know I'm sidestepping something I talk about all the time, but I correct guys for this <laughs> all the time. They'll be like, well, I'm praying for a wife. I'm like, did you ask anybody out? Because right. they're not going to fall out of the sky. Right. It doesn't happen that way. you know. And so a wife comes from a date. A, you know, a, a wife comes from a, a, a proposal. Yeah. It comes from these simple steps like, yeah. you know, hey, how are you? Yeah. You know, can we go get coffee? You know shot. what I mean? Like, <laughs> he says, shoot yeah. your shot. Bang, bang. He's like, I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess for me, you know, and even when I met, I met Josh, um, like, I guess in a first official capacity was at Legends event and, um, you know, I met you with your girlfriend, and you had this intentionality of like doing things together, introducing her. Yeah, introducing slide dog. You don't know how many people, man, I've met that like there's this this girl off on the side, (laughs) and the whole conversation you have no idea who she is. (laughs) Like it happens all the time, and so like the intentionality of you being like, hey, this is this person, she's with me. Hey, we're doing this together because like we're going to do life together, working towards something. So I just think, you know, season of waiting is a is a. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a word that God gave me, mm-hmm. people, um, last year, which was intentionality. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say that. Intentionality was a huge word for me, uh, last year. I got engaged and married in the same year. Same year. Wow. And yeah. so, for me, it was yeah. like you know, people He's get. Like, I ain't waiting. <laughs> <Right away>. Excuses. <laughs> <That's> right, right. <laughs> Excuse. <laughs> Excuses, <laughs> yeah, you gotta lock it down, man. <laughs> Excuses are right, the opposite right. of faith, man. It, it like you, they can't share the same ground. You know, you can have fear. Look, I it was scary as anything on my proposal day. It was scary as anything on the day of my wedding. Oh, not because, <laughs> not because I was scared of my wife or scared of our love for each other. But because those are scary moments, right? right? Those are things that can make some people go away. But I allowed it to push me to a a, 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 a attitude of faith, yeah. right? Okay, cool. What does God want? Well, doesn't want me to date her for ten years, so I'm gonna do this, <laughs> you know. And you know, it's just the idea of like, you know, the we're always finding an excuse to do something that to do something we're supposed to do. Yeah. We'll always find an excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I, th- I think like, you know, going back to what you were saying about being intentional, I think a guy who I've always brought up, I, I feel like I bring him up every podcast episode now, but it's Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Co- Kobe Bryant Goat. is a, a master of intentionality. Goat. Um, and like Go I ahead, said, tell him the story like, about Disney. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like when they went to Disney world and he hit up, he hit up Marco Bellinelli and was like, yo, are there any, like, gyms in Italy or whatever's in the third? 
And now he he went he went to Italy. Hit up Marco Bellinelli like, yo, where, where, are there any gyms? It's two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Hit Marco Bellinelli up. Marco Bellinelli was like, yeah, Kobe dragged me out of bed to go to the gym mm. <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning to work on my shot. Kobe went back to sleep, came back at six o'clock in the morning, yeah. and like the whole thing is like his work ethic. Work crazy. ethic, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You can't copy it. Yeah, you can't copy it, and and it's the whole thing is like Kobe was doing that in high school. Kobe was doing that when he hit the league, and the thing that the beauty of it. Some dudes, when they, and then going back to the first um, segment, when they feel like they arrived at the top of the building. Then they start doing they, it. Yeah, yeah, they start doing it. Or Straight. they stop. Yeah. Or they stop. They, they, they stop grinding. It's like, yeah. oh, I made it. And you That's get comfortable. It. And it's like, no, Kobe's like, no, nah, I'm going to be Kobe. I'm, I'm going to work. You can line that up with anybody. Yeah. You know, look at The Rock. Yeah. The Rock is one of the most hardest working actors okay. in the business. I'm Kevin Hart, one. another yeah. one. These two guys never stop working, yeah. ever. The Rock, literally, his regiment is dumb. Mm-hmm. I, like, it he is. goes to bed at, like, 8 <laughs> o'clock. He wakes dog. up at, like, 3 in the morning and works out for, like, two hours. Gets up, you know, eats, like, yo, like his cheat... pancakes His cheat day is, like, this a stack of pancakes. This man the biggest my dog. head. You know what I mean? Like, and so, I, I mean, but here's the thing. We look at it like, whoa, it's The Rock. You know, he's big. Yeah. That took... There was a point in time where he wasn't the Rock as we know it, and he had to work. There was a time where the Rock was the WWE wrestler. Mm -hmm. There was a point where the Rock was the guy that (laughs) probably went to a whole bunch of matches to lose on amateur wrestling. Rocky Maivia, man, I remember those days. It was booty, booty, booty. Dark days, dark days. days. Uh, But yeah, so like before we. I just want to kind of start closing out um, before we kind of bring you know bring up how we can find us. But Josh, I just want to get some of your thoughts before we wrap up this this this. Uh, yeah, uh, this topic of faith. I mean, just my personal advice. I would just say, just be on the move yeah. and like be open to any opportunity that God gives you because um, all open doors are from God. But then also, it's like. Once, once God opens the door, he'll, he'll just never stop. You yeah. know? So that's why we have to be open mm. to it. It's just, just on the move. That's, yeah, that's just my move, thing. Man. It's on, on the move. move. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's I, I, I guess my, my closing thoughts would be, man, like, yo, like, trust God. He'll give you the green light. You know what I mean? I feel as though, like, at the end of the day, when you have a heart that is, um, wants to be fruitful and for the right reasons, Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a heart that's humble and, and after what God wants. Um, you'll just see God do so much and you'll be like, yo, you'll be mind you'll be mind blown. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I know we we were talking about the last album, but I'll segue back to Rebel's Mission. There were opportunities I got for four years mm-hmm. of that one album. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for, for one album, like people who still like songs off that one album, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Atlanta, got invited to go to Vegas and stuff like that off that one album. Mind you, this wasn't like a, you know, a high This is before the streaming platforms yeah. and all that. that. This is like not even a high-end studio. This is right. like... A bathroom, a ba- you said, yeah, right? Yeah, like we're in the basement. The mic is hanging over the bathroom door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yo, like just recording like... Yeah. Something simple and people are like, yo man, I really dig it. Da, 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 da. It was like taking that leap of faith and God opened up so many different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, man, like, you know, for me, like sometimes when you look at like I need this studio, that setup, da, 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 God is able to do so much with your little 
Mm. You know what I mean? And we just sometimes like, God, I need this, this, this. It's like, nah, like, let me, you do what you can do, and I'll I, 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 watch me flex. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's my closing statement. Uh, just, just let God flex, man. Like, on some real. You know, I've, legend knows, and Josh will find out, I am an overthinker and an overplanner. You're an overthinker thing. <laughs> I oh, I overthink the thoughts I already overthought. Yeah, he thought yeah. about the thought that he think. Yeah. Dang. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. Got me, my for thoughts. me, <laughs> for me, this fog is constant. This fog is constant, and I choose whether to succumb to that fog or not. Um, that's that's it's my choice. It doesn't make. And here's the one thing I want to tell you guys: just because you know the fog exists doesn't make it go away. You know, uh, <laughs> like I feel like sometimes we think, well, we learned something in a in a in a in a lesson at church. We heard something preached. We heard some a podcast about something. We heard whatever, and then that should make it dissipate and go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard this line from a book I'm reading by Louis Giglio right now, and he mm-hmm. said and he was talking about like when you know when they were in camp, they used to kill snakes. Mm-hmm. But he said you didn't want to leave the heads of the snakes around because if you stepped on it. It was still poisonous, mm-hmm. and he compared it to Goliath, like, and he said basically that like David cut the head off of Goliath to to prove a point yeah. to separate from it, yeah. right? And so, yes, we can we can like even when we cut off the head of the giant, we allow that whether that haunts our dreams or not. Like we you know we have a sense of control of whatever that does to us, right? Mm-hmm. Even after we conquer it or whatever, after we defeat it. Mm-hmm. So for me, personally, I just think, guys, just because the fog's still there doesn't mean God has changed, right? Like, God never changes, though, you know. And, and it's interesting because I, I think it's in Malachi 3, 2. Mm. It says, for I am the Lord and I never change, and that's why you guys haven't been destroyed. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it, like yeah. it sounds so severe, but it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So for me, my heart, you know, in this this year, I, I he's done enough in last year and in mm-hmm. the years before where I'm like, yo, I'm really unsure it is. I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I know over the other side, even if it's not what I want, mm-hmm. it's what God's ordaining for my life. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, even if that's another challenge, that challenge is going to bring me to the next, the next uh, peak yeah. that I need to be at. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's just, let's just like find out where people could find us. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm Tom, Tom Heil. I don't know why. I introduced myself like y'all never heard me before. I'm Tom. Tom Heil. uh, You can find me at... (laughs) 10 second Tom. Uh, You can find me... (laughs) You can find me at Tom C. Heil on Instagram. Um, You can email me, uh, TomHeil226 at gmail.com. You can also message us, any of us, any three of us, anybody we know even, through the podcast Instagram. So what you think podcast um, on Instagram. Uh, Brother, why don't you tell us where to find us? So, you know, you can find me at TSWLegend on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, uh, you can find the whole team at TSWCamp. and then, like like Tom said, so what you think podcast? And then, uh, yeah, man, like um, closing statements. The album should be coming soon. So as soon as y'all know, like if you tune into the Instagram, you'll know when it's out. Um, but yeah, TSW Legend, 
TSW Camp, So What You Think Podcast, all on Instagram. That's, I guess, like, yeah, the easy way. Uh, good. <laughs> Josh, what about you, brother? Uh, for me, you could uh, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at uh, rujoshin underscore. Um, and then maybe if you want bookings or uh, anything like that, I Josh Bellion. <laughs> you can email me at joshua.nugroho, the number seven at gmail.com. You can really spell. Like, yeah. That, that about, yeah, that was nice. Skills. The way you put it. Yeah. I, so, I would have lost so, my words. Uh, yeah, you can find me there, or again, um, find any of these guys, and you'll find me. Yeah, indeed. You find one of us, you find all of us. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, guys, TSW Camp, TSW Pack here. Uh, as always, we will be back, episode eight. Tune in. See y'all soon. Doses.